a bunch of witty bitches. Hey, Papa. Hey, I have a quip. You have a quip. We'll put that for a It's just cadals. The funniest intro already is starting off strong here at Witty Banter, episode number 107. Yep. Uh, of course, I am your host, Max. To my left, he's wearing a deer hoof shirt, and I didn't even know he liked deer hoof. Why don't we talk about that more? Hunter Dorsets. Hunter, did I... Can I do I get to claim any sort of deer hoof lineage on you? Because I feel like I might have shown you that song. I know you. What, what are you shaking your head already for? Because you're wrong. You didn't. <laughs> I, I, did, I literally song. didn't even know what deer hoof was until I until saw the it show. Live. Yeah. God, that's outrageous. That's I'm even sorry. better. Yeah, <laughs> I would. A, I would have liked to claim that for you. That's but. definitely one to claim in there. But yeah. I would be lying. I, I feel yeah, the same fine. way about Chase and the Misfits because I used to listen to the Misfits all the time when we were younger, and then Chase went and saw them, or like, wait. Oh, uh, Metallica covered one of their songs. Yeah, and then he got super into him, and I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> no, I, I told you. That, <laughs> I told you about me. Like, no, nah, you never mentioned him, and I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> "But of course, oh. to my right, he lies about how he's found out about the Misfits." Chase Williams. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not a lie, uh, dude. <laughs> Besides, my story is way cooler than what yours could possibly be. Yeah, right. Well, that's very true. You saw my earrings that one time. How did you not see that? But <laughs> Hey, yeah. what are those skulls? And is there a band associated? <laughs> Please describe it all to me. Oh, man. We're back again at Witty Banter, episode number 107. Like I kind of reiterated. Everybody feeling okay so far? Pretty good. I so saw awesome. Wonder Woman last night. Oh, dude, I've heard nothing but good things. Really? Yeah. Was it yeah. wonderful? Feel free to break all those things. Was it wonderful? Yeah. Uh, it was... It was like a solid, eh, yeah. You know what it sounds like? You know what you could have just said? It's a superhero movie. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It was just like, there was, a, there was too many um, parts where I'm like, wait, why is she doing what she's doing? And uh, even, even like, so I went to see it with Mandy. She really wanted to see it. And even she was like, there's just too many parts where I was like, why are you just being so dumb right now? And it was just like, you know. Just, just typical instances where you're like, well, I guess they just they had the idea more than the than like a, a good storyline to go with yeah. it. The, there's some cool action scenes, but I I don't. Do you want me to? I don't know if I want to like tell you too much. I'm sure you're gonna watch it. I mean, I feel like you really can't spoil a movie like Wonder Woman that much. I just I, I personally and Mandy pointed this out too. Mm -hmm. There is a love interest in it, and it didn't seem necessary. That's all I'm well, going to say. Uh, yeah. The original, the very first issue of Wonder Woman has that love interest. Really? Start. Okay. Yeah. Like, I had to read it for one of these classes I was in, and that's, that kicks off from the go. But it is, it's, that doesn't mean it's explainable or, like, feels natural, you know? It was like, she doesn't need to fall in love with someone. Yeah, she's dude. a god. <laughs> that would, <laughs> she yeah. is a god. Well, that would also just be a very strong stance, too, given the fact that it's like an independent, like a woman superhero finally doesn't really need to be like Well, I think that was what it was. That's kind of what the thought was, right? I was like, well, well, I was thinking back at home, I was like, what would be really crazy is if she had if that she guy was the whole a lesbian. time. And she <laughs> went with a lesbian. She started hooking up with another girl. Yeah, she, yeah but... She, Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> <laughs> but well like also in the <laughs> comics though like a, a big part of like the feminist side of that uh series is like she's often saving the guy you know like the guy's yeah. kind of hmm. uh, a dunce oh, like an idiot cool. and she has to rescue him you know the, okay i could see that yeah a man in distress yeah 
Well, that's cool. That's cool. But was the action good? Like, w- were there cool action sequences? There was probably like two or three where I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. See, that shit's unacceptable, dude. That's like literally my biggest, my biggest beef with superhero movies. It's like you have all the budget. You're here to be an action movie. Give us action. Like <laughs> the fact that like the original Iron Man, the one that kind of kicked off the whole uh, Marvel MCU. I remember yeah. kind of liking it, but I was pissed at the end. I was like, dude, you gave me like three scenes when he was in his suit. He didn't do anything, you know? <laughs> yeah. So much buildup. It's very Making true. you work for it, you know? Well, it's just because like... like Pacific Rim. <laughs> dude, Pacific <laughs> Rim. Oh, man. There was a question... Don't once, get me started. There was a question that we received once that talked about like something that we get chastised for our beliefs on. And yeah. for some reason, apparently... The three of us. Have you, you seen it? You agree, right? Uh, I haven't seen Pacific haven't seen Rim. It? No. Well, apparently, just me and Chase are the only two people in the world that thought that that movie <laughs> fucking sucked. Yeah. We're the only ones. I don't know if you knew that. Well, wasn't it like Nick that really liked it? No, it's everybody. Really? Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Literally everyone I've ever met has been like, what are you talking about, dude? Like giant robots? <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, wasn't that scene in fucking Man of Steel really cool? Have you ever they're like, heard that's of so such fucking a thing, dumb, giant dude. They like, yeah, blew right? up exactly. the whole fucking city. Let me tell that's you about so the cool stupid. scenes that made this other movie. They're like, yeah, but dude, Superman's fucking plot choices were. <laughs> <laughs> dude, fuck off. Oh, man. Well, that was kind of my go to. Thing of the week, I guess. Well, I know what Chase has been doing recently. Do He's you? been pretty much getting day one tech in every fighting game that I'm not playing right now. And <laughs> Bro. Pretty much prepared to pretty much leg do up a, in a marathon of ass kicking on me in a multitude <laughs> of games, which I'm not, you know, I've been avoiding. So Yo, far. we uh we talked about briefly Injustice and like Hunter, you were like, I want to try that game. Like I want to get that game, right? And I felt yeah. like it was you kind of getting excited about maybe trying out a fighting game. I think Tekken is the game for you, my man. Like okay, only four buttons, automatically simpler than most, and the combos. There's like really no execution involved. In fact, the game like if you don't press the buttons like almost as fast as you can, the combos don't come out. Hmm. So it's not like, oh, I need to have all of this intricate timing. You're really just waiting for an opening and then busting out like some buttons, and then your dude does like insane damage. Eddie Gordo shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Hunter <laughs> does love the Eddie Gordo. We all know that. <laughs> I know it's an Eddie Gordo fan, but you like the game so far? The game's been really cool. I've played Tekken for probably about an hour. Um, okay. I think that it is very deep, despite its simple layers, like its simple like uh, uh, just presentation. Because even though it's only four buttons and the directional stick, there are like eighty something moves on the move yeah, list. I was gonna say there's nothing like it's probably one of the most intimidating games from when I remember trying to get into Tekken five and Tekken six was I would just like look at the move list and be scrolling and then two minutes later hit the bottom and be yeah. like, Oh, <laughs> oh this so there's that this is actually a just, real move just list. Those? And I was, yeah, so that, that's it. Okay. Yeah. And like it is really cool that so much of what's happening is so contextual based on like where you're standing, what stance you're in and what direction you're pressing on the stick. Yeah, and insane. it's been really cool. Like I've been playing martial law, who's basically just Bruce Lee. Yep. And you'll like he he can go into all these different stances, and from the stances he does different things, mm-hmm. and it's super satisfying to pull shit off, man. Cool. Um, but yeah, here I'll finish up my little what's happening with Chase by just yeah, going yeah, yeah. through some more video games I want to throw in there. Of I beat Zelda a couple weeks ago. Congratulations. Um, nice. Where I, like, I beat the final boss, essentially. Like, the game really doesn't end. Like, I can still go back and play it anytime I want. Because mm-hmm. that's just, like, how that... That game's, like, the everlasting gobstopper. Like, I think Darian's probably 
80 to 90 hours deep and she just yeah. now beat like the fourth boss, you know, just because <laughs> she's playing in her own way. And that's kind of like how the game is structured <laughs> later in the year. We're going to have to dive deep on that one because it's it's amazing. OK, um, I've also start. I'm about 25 hours into Persona 5 now as well. OK. Um, oh, yeah. Which is a game that has like a really intense fandom and was like once it came out, especially around April, like everyone was sort of gushing over it. Um, it's it's funny. It's it's kind of the antithesis of what I look for and like in games. Yet I still find myself wanting to come back to it. And uh, later we'll have to talk about sort of where my what I'd like to bring up in contrast to just like the general overhyping of just like the lot, like the fandom of that game, you know? Mm-hmm. So wait, what's the antithesis of what you, like, it's a turn-based like? game. Yeah. So it's not, Already there's no, not, there's, yeah. there's no action in it, right? It's mm-hmm. not an action based game. Um, and it is extremely story heavy and extreme, like an extremely dialogue heavy. Like you're essentially, mm-hmm. I'd say 85% of what you're doing in that game is reading text. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. A video game that's secretly rough. a book. Nice try. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be fun to kind of unpack that maybe once I finished it, but yeah, yeah, that's been, that's been what's happened on my Island, man. It came out as such a, just like a competitive time in video games, man. I feel like this, yeah, this whole year, dude, that and like everything else, fucking Neo near fucking like all these games, all games that require so much of your like time for a single player experience. It's kind of tough. Yeah. So, you know, I'm happy to see where persona five kind of ends up being. I mean, that being said, like, it, it only really. be, it yeah no fuck that. <laughs> yeah. It only becomes a time investment. I think when you look at the price tag, like you want to get your sixty, you want to feel like justified in your sixty dollar purchase. But with Persona, I think once you've beaten the first boss, you know what Persona is. Like you understand what the game is, and you could probably talk. You could speak to it. Okay. And same with Neo. Like once you've played Neo for ten hours, you get it. That's Neo, right? Like yeah. it's gonna get deeper and it's gonna get more challenging. But the core game, you're gonna understand. You know. Yeah. But it, but that's honestly been a part of what my goal for this year has been with video games is to play bigger games and then thoroughly like see everything that is that it has to offer because y- video games are unique in the sense that they are so long. They are big time commitments, but you wouldn't watch like the first 10 minutes of a bunch of movies, you know, like I feel like yeah. there is almost a respect to be given to developers who make these really big intricate games. And the fact that it kind of sucks that they really maybe even aren't, aren't at their peak until they're dozens of hours in and not and most people don't even see that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And so watching a game develop slowly until it's at a point where it's like, you've been given all the tools, you're a master of them all. Now you have to use them in tandem. And this is where the true experience lies. That's been fun. And that's definitely like where Neo was. Right. Yeah. Right. It's very contrary to the instant gratification of the, the common person or like what they, you know, usually require out of Thanksgiving, given life. You know what I mean? Uh, speaking about, you know, instant gratification, there might be some changes coming up and that's not really a really good segue, <laughs> yeah. but we just kind of wanted to bring this up here. <laughs> We're going to instantly gratify yeah. you with some knowledge. <laughs> there might be some instant gratification in this statement here. You know, the gang here at Witty Banter, you know, we started off as this rough and tumble, just, you know, three boys getting together with some mics, you know. Just really, just really just spitting the raw, mucking it up, and then and recently, you know, it's just 
we've gotten you know so so straight laced you know yeah we, so we gotta, we gotta strict, shake all you know, that dirt the, off what's the timing and like you know we need the news <laughs> and all this stuff has to be all perfect right uh-huh i think it's about time we got down to our grassroots here a little bit kind of shook things up a little bit yeah so i think things are going to change after this episode a little bit this is going to be like kind of the last episode of like the classic witty banter as we move forward into the new modern era we're going to really try and shake it up for our listeners and for us too i mean i think uh, one of the things that is a little bit limiting is the fact that with beer, we ran. This is our last beer. We had like twelve or thirteen in the bucket, and so this is the last one where it's like, well, Chase is in San Diego, guys. Like, it's tough for us to be able to coordinate beers now that are, that we haven't already had. You know, that's just mm. you know low hanging fruit. So yep. we're gonna. I think we're gonna try and mix up. We're gonna still bring the beers, but I think we're just gonna mix up how we try and do it. Right? Yeah. I mean. The way I think about beer and witty banter is one cannot exist without the other. For, for like sure. I think this show beer could has, never ever exist without witty banter. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> like true. every every brewery would go out of business. Yeah. Um. You know, this show started with the concept of like we're going to review a beer or an alcoholic beverage every every episode, and we definitely want to keep that. Um. So the idea I think is just going to be we're each going to bring our own beer to the show, and it's going to be a more of a, a reflection of what our personal interests are with our beers and kind of exploring our own journey with whatever our favorite styles are on the show. We're going to be a lot less, um, I think review driven on the beers as well. Mm-hmm. It's gotten to a point where I know personally, it's like, what, what can I really say about these anymore? Like I, I basically have a list of 10 different styles that I'm just cycling through and saying in different ways, you know, and I'd rather just be able to tell somebody, yeah, I, I like, this is why I like to beer and maybe you should buy it too. And just keep things simple. Yep. Um, and I think also the start of this show is a, of this episode in particular is a, is a prime example of the fact that we have other stuff that we want to talk about that isn't necessarily, uh, news driven or serious. I think we all have a capacity for having long conversations that, are enjoyable and engaging. And that was another pillar of this show was it's like eavesdropping on a good conversation between friends. Yep. And so instead of having a cut and dry news segment, every episode, we're each basically going to lead our own segment. And that could be a game with max. That could be any of the segments that we've already done, like a top three, or it could be something new. The whole idea is that the show is going to be a lot more driven by what we're sort of interested in in the moment. And if it happens to be a news story, then great. But if not, we're just going to fill the hour, an hour and a half or so with um, general conversation uh, about more subjects, you know? And I I think it's going to be an opportunity for us to to stretch our wings and grow a little bit more because I know I was personally have been felt a little bored and a little limited with the structure of the show because it has been going on for years now, you know? Yeah. Pretty soon we'll be... Coming up on four in like three months. It's nuts. Yeah. Four years? Yeah, I kind of like the idea that we're just going to be able to kind of captain our own boat for, you know, a certain segment of the show. So (laughs) I think we're going to try and steer away from being like, hey, did you hear this happened? Yeah, I heard that happen. That's pretty crazy. Um, (laughs) That boils down the show pretty well. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it. (laughs) Yeah, fuck us, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, man, I think the uh, the finished product afterwards will be a much more concise and uh, you know more nutrient dense listening <laughs> meal. Get all your yeah. vitamins here. We're gonna be able to really lean into all of our interests, and that's what's gonna be fun. Yeah, but with the sound of that pop that mm. you hopefully caught 
in the microphone. We are now going to be drinking our last communal beer. Yeah. So, uh, Hunter, get your review we? buds ready, guys. Yeah, this is the one. This is where you really have to deliver because this might be the last time you give a full, in depth, analytical, witty banter style review. What so, are we drinking over here? Today, we're, we're heading on over back to Texas. Well, I mean, me and Max are staying in Texas. Yeah, we we're never bringing left. a little bit of Texas to chase. <laughs> Interesting. And we're going to be drinking from Guns and Oil Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> Guns and Oil Brewing Company. And uh, we're going to be drinking their American Lager. It's 4.6 alcohol by volume. Um, on their website, it says, We couldn't come out as a frontier beer and launch with a flagship that was anything but an American-style lager. This is the type of beer we drink with real quality ingredients used during that era. Um, I guess they're referring like back to the guns and oil era. <laughs> uh, we, era. Wanted, we wanted to make a beer that would have been drank back then by those seeking our values of boldness, opportunity, and making something out of nothing. This is the beer that represents the West. This is the beer for the bold. Hashtag poundable. Um, Are you fucking serious, <laughs> dude? It's so ridiculous. Like it's just like hitting on nostalgia of like a time nobody has experienced. Um, I'm actually pretty sure this was brewed by my high school football team, so that's pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but okay, I gotta, I gotta ask you though. When we, when we got this beer, Max, do you remember like what when this beer got chosen off the shelf? What that situation was like? Not. Descriptly, no. You'll have to because, like, Hunter's bringing the fun, the funny voices. He's bringing the the humor. But Hunter, when I remember you, you saw this beer can. You were like, you were serious. You're like, yeah, let's fuck yeah, let's do this one, dude. Fucking guns and oil. (laughs) Oh yeah. It was no games. He saw that and he said, "Texas fucking represent." I've always like I've actually seen this since I was able to go to Cain and Abel's in uh, in uh, Austin, Texas. Like I, you can't go unless you're 21. They're pretty strict about getting in there, and they always had this on tap, but I never got it. I don't. I've, I've genuinely never had this beer, so I'm kind of excited. Well, that's yeah. the thing about this beer is it's all over Austin and all of uh, Darian's co-workers who worked in the industry and all the bartenders who worked around Austin would constantly shit on this beer company. They would shit on it? it? Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect for the last beer to be drank. Was it poundable? Was it because they were Democrats? Or <laughs> yeah, were, they, were they hashtag Democrat? <laughs> Did they love <laughs> Obama? Leftists? Well then, yeah. Fucking snowflakes over here. Tommies. Okay. <laughs> Goddamn cut. <laughs> well, of course the fucking snowflakes don't like it. Oh man, but uh, what? Excuse what are me us, while I retreat to my safe space. What about us, us tough, manly men? What do What do we think about the beer so far as we're pouring it up? I smell it. Um, I get a. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I get a fairly straightforward smell on this guy. <laughs> it really wouldn't be. It's a real fucking screaming eagle of an experience. <laughs> what? Um. Um. I really I, like. I really don't get like a whole lot. It's just kind of plain. Like. It's just a lager. I don't know. Low alcohol by volume. Go real good with a fucking hot dog at a baseball game. Yeah, that would be perfect. (laughs) 
God, I would fucking know what to say. Uh, well, look, the whole can is, is blue, so you know it's cold. That's great. Uh, <laughs> it, it is a lager. I feel like lagers are supposed to be pretty. I mean, well, okay, fuck. I mean, I was thinking, I was going into my Pilsner spiel, but an American lager, when I think of American beer, I think of a little more hops than usual. And mm-hmm. when I think of lager, I think of very light and not, and yeah, I guess flavorless, you know? So. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about this thing warming up. We're probably going to want to drink it really quickly, despite the fact that we only have one. So it'll be kind of hard to yeah. to let off the, the gas a bit. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see if it's just an enjoyable, poundable beer. Yeah, let's <laughs> see if that hashtag fucking stays up to date or whatever you're saying. Man. But, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same realm. Uh, it's really hard to really need pick to try, out those flavors. We need to when, shoot for at one point on Witty Banner to get a following that will trend hashtag poundable for us. We might have to, I mean, we do have the, uh, the chug-a-meter. Yeah. So chug-a-meter. We can stamp it at the chug-a-meter, end. Chug-a-meter, nug-a-meter. Hashtag poundable. Hashtag poundable. Oh man. <laughs> you got the chug-a-meter. You got the nug-a-meter. It's hashtag poundable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's absolutely a staple. Oh man. That was quite the but, intro guys. Yeah. I was going to say Jesus. you're running a little longer than usual, but you know, that's okay. But I think it's about time. You know, we put this beer down, and we swing on into the news. This is Vitty Banther. Do you go Russian, Chase? Why are you drinking guns and oil, man? Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> yeah. You put <laughs> it for you, bud. Motherfucking call me, dude. <laughs> fucking uh. put that shit down. Well... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. I'll go ahead and start us off because a, a news story came up that I think we can all talk about now, as of recently for Chase, uh, mm. but ends up, and I'm getting this from uh, Deadline.com, but it's on a bunch of different websites, so it doesn't really matter. I'm just using this for the reference. It's Cowboy Bebop cult anime TV series gets a U.S. live action remake. What? Yes. Yes, it does. It's going to be a television show. Um, so... Let's kind of break down the details of it. Uh, It's going to be produced by Tomorrow Studios, and they are teamed up with Midnight Radio, which essentially is just made up of people that I've never heard of. Hmm. Uh, But Tomorrow Studios does have people who worked on shows like Prison Break, and it's going to be written by a man named Chris Yost, who wrote the Thor movies, and as well as wrote the the animated, uh, animated Avengers cartoon show. So I don't know about you guys. First red flag. Yeah. Well, this is just full of red flags yeah, for me. Dude. You know what I mean? Well, I was so well, excited why, why, at first. Why? So, obvious, I mean, of course, everybody who wants their, their animated show to be adapted perfectly usually wants a higher budget. And I don't know what it's going to be shown on, but since it doesn't say anything about any sort of like Hulu or Netflix, Netflix original, it's yeah. probably going to be cable why, TV. Why does Cowboy Bebop need a big budget, though? Given the setting of the environment, which is primarily in space. Yeah, yeah but I would honestly argue most of the scenes are like either indoors or in cities. That's true. And like a lot of the a lot of the scene the uh, the imagery that sets where they are is like space and vast, but they're very quick and they don't really hang around there. Like there's a few episodes I've seen where there's like a ship chase or like a you know there's like a flying car and a ship. But I'd say largely, like, the show is 
kind of in intimate indoor places like they're in casinos or in restaurants or in diners and that kind of thing. Well, absolutely. It's supposed to have that sort of like noir-esque feel to it, which is very, you know, bottled and concise usually. But that being said, it wouldn't always help. I'm not saying that it like needs a big budget to be adapted, you know, perfectly. But I'm just saying that, of course, that was one thing that popped out to me. Yeah. That it's not going to have that sort of like Netflix budget to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Two, fucking Prison Break sucks. Uh, <laughs> literally, it's because it was like a show that I know a lot of people were really into for a bit. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of people watch shitty, kind of like Sons of Anarchy. It is a it's like, well, garbage you, television show. Guns and oil, for and, uh, guns, guns and oil. <laughs> <laughs> but when I do watch Sons of Anarchy, I'm drinking guns. I'm and drinking oil. guns and oil. <laughs> um, I will also say that. Thor The Dark World, which is the movie that he wrote, was easily one of the worst superhero movies I've ever seen. See, it's so funny because I thought I remembered you saying that you were like kind of looking forward to the next Thor movie. I didn't. I mean, I was Because both like, of the first Thors were like pretty bad. Yeah, I the first Thor go, was not good either. I think they're going to go a, maybe a little goofier and more like This next Thor, he, and this is, we won't stay on this for long. That, I think the next Thor looks cool because they've embraced... Like Chris Hemsworth's uh, humor, like apparently the director was like, "Yeah, on this set, this guy's hilarious. Let's just make mm. him funny." And yeah. two, it is like a fucking alien monster menagerie in every scene. It's mm. like, yeah. like in Star Wars, a lot of people's favorite parts, myself included, are just like the costume design in the background. And that movie, so far in the trailer, is just nothing but tripped out looking aliens. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So now he also wrote Ragnarok too. So I could go see Ragnarok and see, think that, wow, it was so brilliantly written. He's really coming to his own since Prison Break. And maybe it's, you know, <laughs> also given the context that it is a, you know, space-based adventure. No way. There might be I some mean, sort of... dude, like, I think this is, is, would be the biggest red flag because what I've enjoyed most about watching Cowboy Bebop is how fucking fantastic the writing is. Like, every, I, I was surprised that it's not an overarching narrative um, in, in any sort of grand sense like there's a few through lines in there but they're pretty yeah, yeah there's like Max six or seven that. episodes that yeah. connect and the rest are just yeah Isolation. the rest are just one off like yeah. monster of the day uh episodes yeah. and i was like i was not expecting that at all and so what happens is every episode is like 20 minutes it's self-contained and within like a one minute or a 30 second scene they will set up like who the fuck someone is what the hell's happening and where you're going next and like you have episodes where the characters like fun and goofy and light. And then you have an episode that starts where within like two seconds, within like a few lines of dialogue, you can fucking tell that they're pissed off at each other. And for me, if, if you're not going to have strong writing behind that show, then you're probably, it's probably going to be a failure, you know, yeah. which sucks because I think that one thing that really draws people into the show initially, at least from outside of the anime realm is that it's very like, it's very Western approachable. Right, you know what I mean. It's got a very, it's it got a very cool Western soundtrack. audience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it really was. Definitely has a cool feel and vibe to the show as well. But like you said, Chase, where it really gets down to it is like the writing is really good. And it's also one of those shows that like gets acclaimed for its English uh, script even more oh, yeah. so than its Japanese script. Right, and they're right? And, and like they're, the voice acting is phenomenal. Like yeah. everything about those characters is great. Yeah, so I mean, and it goes back to like some, one of the things that you and I talk about that you love about it is the uh, uh, ability for the people that wrote the original Cowboy Bebop to allow the audience to infer about things. Yeah. I think that it'll be too much too easy for them to not allow that to breathe 
the way that they did in the original and to be like, oh, and here Spike's mad because he's a blop, you know, like yeah. ha- like over explaining stuff by their even even just by dialogue. Keep it relatively vague, man. You want to, you want leave that yeah. room to chew, leave that room to brainstorm and discuss. Yeah, and the thing is, is like the correct answer to who somebody was in the beginning of an episode, like usually doesn't matter in the plot. In fact, who that person is really doesn't matter at all. You can just see like that guy's clearly the boss. He's giving an order. He looks fucking dope. I kind of wish I knew more about him, but that's all I'm going to see. But the rest of the episode isn't hinged on who that person was or anything like that. You know, it's just one and done. Things are moving on. Yeah. How far are you into the series? Have you finished it yet, Chase? Uh, we're like on episode 15. Oh, okay, so. cool. Nice. So you're, still, you're probably like the halfway marker. So yeah, very, yeah, a little past. But yeah, but I mean, look, <laughs> I remember when Keanu Reeves uh, pitched the script for a Cowboy Bebop movie like what, a decade ago? Oh, he did? And it got shut down, which sucks because... It would have been cooler I really if Keanu wanted, did it. Especially with Keanu gaining more publicity lately. Yeah, I thought that maybe he would have the uh, you know the gusto to bring it back to life first, um, but apparently somebody else kind of decided to jump on that train. It is going to be also produced by Sunset uh, Sunset Inc., who did also the actual like the writing and stuff for that could uh, be good transferring over Japanese dialogue into English dialogue. Hmm, so okay, maybe that'll be there as well. But I th- yeah, I think overall sure. that show has a very like to me it could translate to live action really well. Yeah, you know, I like agree. I don't think there's really anything in there that I think could be lost by it being live action. I think it's just a, a, <laughs> a series that is actually like ripe for that. No Kamehameha's. Um, <laughs> there's no Kamehameha's bouncing around and shit. No charging. So here, but hearing about like kind of who's doing it and all that stuff, that does worry me. And, yeah. you know, you just. It's a damned if you do and damned if you don't a lot of times with these beloved series. So Yeah, I know. And it's um, I think what you said is, is accurate. I think the best choice for them is to try to keep it as concise and just make one small but dense setting at, at a time, at least per episode, and not try, not even try to attempt at like recreating the space battles or things that happen like that or like the bigger, more like epic moments of Cowboy Bebop. And I only say epic in, in terms of like scale, not in scale of like, intensity or emotion yeah you know just in scale of size so i hope that they try to keep it just that cool you know the bar feel vibe you know keep Keep it cool man just make it cool dude if they just don't fucking make it cool and we'd be fucking pissed so i don't know i thought it was interesting that is interesting yeah what do you guys got chase you or me i don't know man what are you feeling i'll take it mine's a little shorter this week okay Really, it's not, it's not really a, a particular news story. It's really just a, a summation of events. Apparently, in the last like few weeks, what would y'all say are the three companies we talk about most on Witty Banter? Uber. No. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk, Tesla. Yes. Tesla. Um, Snapchat? No. Facebook. Damn it. I thought it was Oculus. Oculus. <laughs> so, I'm going to say that it's Apple, Tesla, and Google. Um, yeah, or at least like they're. I'll, give, I'll give you Google, but I think we put Apple in the waste bucket a little yeah, while ago. Yeah, too much about Apple. Well, I'm bringing them back to shit on because <laughs> yeah. um, they fucking suck. Recently, like all three of these companies have had, <laughs> all three of these companies have had kind of like a shareholder event or like a big conference. Like Apple had their uh, uh, worldwide like developers conference. Um, Google had its I/O 17, and Tesla had a shareholder uh, meeting. And I thought what was interesting is, you know, 
Like I'm I'm so used to being like, oh man, like Tesla's leading the way and everything, like everything's so different. Well, their shareholder meeting wasn't really that interesting. Like they uh, they had, you know, they talked about the Model 3 that's coming out. They talked about their new SUV that's coming out. It was interesting because he did he took live tweeted questions to him and he just answered him on the spot and one of them was like um asking if he would like do a plane an electric plane at some point he's like well if i could get the solar density to be 500 kilowatts per kilogram or some bullshit he's like then it might be enticing but fucking went (laughs) went to musk world for a bit uh and he also said something goofy about like like for some reason he brought up that like uh playlists that like music uh, softwares and stuff are shitty at giving you the music that you want to hear, and he's like, "Dope." I think Tesla. He's like saying he thinks that Tesla's gonna bring something to that. Hey, field. they got a fucking center console in the car. Who knows, man? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, so I, it was honestly like, it was it was a little underwhelming from what I'm used well, let to. Me, with let Tesla. me ask you this: like, what are your expectations for these? Because I know a lot of the times, um, news outlets for video games listen to shareholder calls and stuff like that. And they're usually pretty fucking boring, like you're saying, mm-hmm. because it's shareholders who don't really know a lot about video games, and like they'll they'll ask like stupid fucking questions, yeah. like, uh, in this queue, are we gonna have that game? Or you know, they just say dumb <laughs> shit. Is is there is there any translation with other industries there where it's like maybe we shouldn't expect a lot of big banging things to come out? Well, I guess, um, but with companies that are this big and this far reaching. Um, you, uh, it, it is more of a platform for them to wow people, I think. Um, and I think Tesla has just been wowing everyone throughout the last two years. And it was just interesting to see like a public event of theirs where I was like, eh, you know, not really super impressed. Like the most enticed thing I think that was talked about was they're coming out with like their, um, their semis, you know, like their 18 wheelers that are going to be all electric and that'll be displayed in like September and so people were like chomping at the bit wanting wow. to know what that's about hmm. um, but yeah it was a little underwhelming and then Apple had its worldwide developers conference and it was the same shit that it's been for the last like five years where Seriously, it's just like man. we got like, we have better Apple processors watches. we have Apple watches <laughs> we're changing the world and everything's white <laughs> you've never seen sleeker it. shit than what we've or got. a slight silver <laughs> if you're an artist what the fuck are you doing not on our platform? <laughs> they have, you know, their their new desktop is 50,000 times better and everything's different. Well, it's quicker. It's really not. The camera's more powerful. All uh, of your notifications <laughs> in one there. place. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they talked about the watch. Literally the only thing that was of Who any note. Who gives a fuck the about liter- that? Really? Pushing watch, that watch, man. Literally the only thing that was of any note was um, the fact that they're bringing a, like an Apple iHome thing. They're basically oh, doing yeah. what Amazon Echo has done, Google Home has done. They're, they're officially following, dude. Yeah, yeah. The followers and That's now. why it was they're so funny because they're like, we're freaking you know, trailblazing. It's like, no, you're not. You're like fourth or fifth <laughs> of the market. Really riding um, the you're talking to journalists who places. cover this shit for a living. And like Siri's, Siri's not the best assistant either, so fuck off. Yeah. Um, and you know what color it is? It's white. Of um, it looks like a big, like a uh, inflatable device or something. Yeah, that it you looks put like fucking arms. floaties, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was also underwhelming. You know, you got your two big power puncher guys right there that are 
that are highly valued. But this is where the news comes in because I listened in for at least like half of the two-hour conference for IO uh, 17 for Google. They're coming out with some new shit that was actually pretty exciting for me. Sounds pretty tight. Um, first thing that they kicked it off with was uh, the introduction of Google Lens, which is basically using your camera as a way to be able to oh, yeah, view the world this. with augmented yeah. reality. And it'll like label things for you. Yeah. And, yeah. So like if I walk out on my street and there are six restaurants and an office building and stuff, I put on Google Lens or whatever and I can... Put on? Huh? Oh, just through your phone? Yeah. Like I'll use okay. my camera and, and or I'll use the, the Google Lens app and it'll yeah. use my camera. It'll kind of identify that place and it'll like show, you know, reviews and information on it, and uh, so it's like the augmented fucking, reality. The Yelp information. Twitter egg thinks the noodles taste like shit. Yeah, <laughs> and it's cool too because like uh, they were also because this was exciting me about Japan, right? They were talking about somebody that went to Japan, and uh, you could like use it to translate shit and show you other instances. That goes kind of hand in hand with like um, boosts that they've had in artificial intelligence. They're going to be kind of like rolling that out across all their apps where they're making like I I have heard I haven't really gotten to use it because uh, iPhone hasn't really been able to support it, which it now does. Google's assistant, hey, Google or whatever, is now going to be supported on iPhone, which is pretty cool. So I'm going to be able to use that instead of fucking Siri. Um, But. Yeah, apparently that's like the best one. I did a web search for you. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> apparently that's like the best. Web searching, fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're making it a little bit more like conversational where it's like, you know, what is this? It'll say it. And then you're like, so what is that? You know, it'll kind of continue on conversations instead of having to like re-ask the original question and then iterate on something else of that same question or whatever. Um, so they're kind of rolling that stuff out. Um, they brought up like a new thing with YouTube where like, um, you know, you can like pay for certain comments on live chats um, and it kind of like stands out and you can oh, yeah, use that. that to be able to like, you know, crowdfund stuff and do like, you know, group activities or whatever. Just, Taking a play from Twitch, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's not super originally necessarily, but it's pretty cool. Um, and then yeah, I just I just I thought that their presentation and and the things that they had going on were like gen, genuinely more like, wow, I'm excited for some of this stuff to go on. Like their photos look like way better. They have like instant stabilization on a lot of their phones and cameras and stuff now. Um, their AI like visual technology. Even if you just take a picture of something. You can be like, "What is this?" And it'll if it's like a, a building, it'll be like, "It was made by this guy in this year." And blah blah blah. You know, like it just it has Damn. visual uh, AI. That's very future tech. Yeah, uh, dude, uh, it's uh, crazy. So I don't know. It, it they like as far as the year of 2017 being like this, you know, year of advancement and all this stuff coming out. I thought Google took the cake as far as like innovation and seeing like you know they're kind of blazing the trail, you know, and 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 leading us into the future. Yeah, fucking. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. But that's all I had. <laughs> all right, well, let's go through mine pretty quickly here. Uh, it comes from PC Gamer, and it reads: Oculus founder Palmer Lucky sets sights on border surveillance technology. Um, we kind of followed Oculus VR since it was first announced on this show, 
And the founder of Oculus itself left the company a few months ago. I think we might have brought up the story, but I don't we remember the details. That. Yeah, we covered it in here. Hmm. Um, so this is kind of following up on what he's doing, and it's kind of an odd turn. Um, so I just want to get your guys' general general take. Uh, Palmer Lucky set in motion a market obsession with virtual reality and related technologies. So what's next for the VR pioneer? According to the New York Times, Lucky is spearheading a new startup that is working on surveillance technology that could be deployed on borders between countries and at military bases. Lucky has already met with White House officials to start to talk about his startup and the potential deployment of what would essentially be a virtual wall. It's also said that an investment of fund that an investment fund rung by Peter Thiel, a technology advisor to President Donald Trump, is planning to support his efforts. And there's a quote that says, we are spending more than ever on defense technology, yet the pace of innovation has been slowing for decades, end quote. Lucky told the New York Times in an emailed statement. He continues by saying, we need a new kind of defense company, one that will save taxpayer dollars while creating a superior technology to keep our troops and our citizens safer, end quote. This just seems like such a weird left turn from a guy that went from creating the Oculus Rift which kind of created this frenzy of new cre- creativity and innovation in you know the video game space, the entertainment space, and any, honestly, a new space in general with VR tech, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's turning his sights to a military startup, and he's being funded by someone who is very uh, by Peter Thiel, who's like a well-trusted advisor by our current president. Um, it's just rings kind of weird. Yeah, I, I was thinking as you were talking about it, I'm like, man, I hope he's just trying to outsmart Trump. And then he's like, dude, don't worry about building the wall. We've already got a digital one there. Yeah, well, <laughs> we made What's it. You can't see it. There, well, dude. We'll put on your Oculus <laughs> and you'll see it. He ended up, but here, here's kind of the odd wrinkle though, right? Like he left Oculus in part because it was discovered that he was paying he had like created an organization on Reddit um, that was creating shit posts and memes for Hillary Clinton. Like he was a part of a movement of of spreading like shit like of spreading memes about Hillary Clinton during the election, and he was ostracized from his company and kind of seen as like a a pretty ardent Trump supporter. And now mm. he's sort of going to his administration saying like I want to make defense technology for you. And like when I, when I, when I take all that together, I just kind of like want to know what the dude's fucking ambitions are, you know, like what, what this guy kind of sees himself as, is going from the creator of this entertainment tech to now being like, I'm going to fucking be in military tech and I'm going to be close to power, you know? Yeah. That's a uh, very spooky, you know, in that sense. I mean, it's just very like, obviously if he was, you know, supporting Trump at that time, he obviously supports a lot of his military agenda as well which i think is one of the more problematic parts or one of the things about the trump administration that people tend to you know lean away from yeah uh so having somebody who's such a great mind like brilliantly as far as like being so tech savvy and innovative behind you know intentions that may not be as righteous as people (laughs) would hope is a spooky thought but i don't know i don't want to like label him as anything because i don't really know much about the guy yeah he could just, I guess it just highlights, be interested in it. And I think he, you know, I don't think he's doing anything terrible. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, his quote is basically like, we could be innovating better to keep troops safer, you know, which is like yeah, a pretty a thing, easy you know? statement yeah. to make. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess it, it just reminds me that I can't be making generalizations and assumptions about industries and sectors because like, I guess I just think about uh, people that are kind of spearheading new technologies and, and opening up new avenues for the future and thinking that almost automatically those people got to be, be liberal, you know? Yeah. Um, and, um, and that, that's, cause, cause that's, cause that's largely like how that's like only what we really have exposure to. Like we only see that liberal side of that tech. And it, it's pro like, if you were probably a conservative dude at some of these companies, like you probably wouldn't want to say anything, you know, you'd probably feel yeah. pressured to not express yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of, uh, there's, I think I've heard several times over, and I think it gets kind of, you know, hammered on a little bit, but like the idea that liberals aren't as tolerant and as open-minded as they try and make themselves out to be. And I think it's actually largely true. Um, yeah, I agree with that. But, for sure. but yeah, I mean, I think, um, I just thought it was kind of ironic hearing it. Cause it's like this guy like opened up digital new worlds for us and now he's trying to build digital walls. <laughs> 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 Oh man, he, he anyway, like that's he the to, uh, grab that's the new story. Guns and oil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds like he's trying to revert to the good old times of Texas guns and oil. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, three juicy uh, stories to kind of chew on for a little bit. You know, all sides of the spectrum there. Let's go ahead and let's take a halftime break. We'll come back, see uh, how many. Clips are in this guns. I don't. I don't know how to talk like this. We'll we'll come back and review the beer or do a halftime on the beer. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. Bit of bit all right halftime with some guns and oil you know <laughs> some american boys drinking an american beer what just are we a bunch of so good far? old boys <laughs> just a bunch of dudes being dudes oh i think this is so fucking funny <laughs> but i apologize for my giggliness so far how do you what are you thinking about this beer i mean i feel like you're probably the most american out of all of us you know one the word. What the fuck is that? Hunter <laughs> <laughs> didn't say the pledge in high school, man. Yeah, I'm probably the Yo, least Yo, what the fuck, I didn't Hunter? say it when I was in like fourth grade. Damn. I remember uh, like when you were expressing that that to me, you're like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say the fucking pledge. And first of all, I think it was very forward thinking of you at That's that awesome. point in time to very be cool. sort of grappling with those concepts <laughs> yeah. but me i was like what the fuck dude you're, <laughs> you're not listening say to glenn the... back and shit <laughs> I was like, oh yeah i was juiced up dude i was like you're not gonna fucking put your hand over your goddamn heart <laughs> you want to know a little secret that uh tipped me off to that forward thinking mentality yeah. uh, guess what childhood hottie from disney would have uh given me that sort of uh, tip off uh, to think that way. Can we that's get like so Raven? Hillary Duff. Raven? <laughs> uh, Duff. Yeah. 
Yeah, was it the, the Duff? It wasn't the Duff. It was Topanga. <laughs> Topanga? Topanga, Topanga, growing up in Boy Meets World in the younger oh, yeah. stages, was like super smart and super weird. <laughs> and she had an episode where she didn't play the pledge, and Corey's like, what the fuck? And she's just like, you don't even know what it means. And he's like, oh, yeah, I don't know what it means. You're so smart. I love you, Topanga. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do exactly what you did, Topanga. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as the beer goes. Yeah, another <laughs> Anyways, um, so put it, all this liberal bullshit aside. I mean, if we're going to get down to business, one word, hashtag poundable. Okay. <laughs> can, I ask, can I ask you a quick question? <laughs> Where do you think your beer comes from, huh? Oh, man. It's, it's, you know, it's drinkable. I, I just don't have a lot to say to it. I really, it's not, there's not much to speak to it. Um, you know, I don't want to shit on it. I, I just, yeah. I just don't, I don't have a lot to say. It's. It's a beer. It's really, <laughs> it's really tough to break this one down, and it's not just because I'm, you know, looking for those wacky flavors, you know, like in the Hatch Chili we've, beer. We've, or whatever, you know, we've done our we, loggers. We can break down other beers before. This one feels neutral. Yeah, it feels middle. It feels like fermented water. Yeah, very poundable. It actually looks like piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing that in. It there. is very yellow. No, there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. What do you think about it, Chase? I get a, it's got a little bit of malt to it, which is really all you want in a very light uh, lager or a Pilsner. But I'm really trying to figure out what the flavor is that I'm getting because it's, it's, it is something to me. It's and not I'm obvious. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> and I don't know if I will, but uh, yeah, I feel very neutral towards it as well. I think if anything, uh, it's given me... More laughs than it has tastes, and I enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what they're going for, you know? Yes. I mean, I just want to meet the fucking CEO of Guns and Oil, you know? Oh, fucking just America <laughs> bandana, fucking sleeveless <laughs> shirt, ready to go. Sleeveless but, shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but you know where you might also see sleeveless shirts? I don't know. Where? Maybe a metal concert? Yeah? Yeah. Well, you know you where you might also see... Fuck. Neckbeards. At a magic tournament? At a magic tournament. <laughs> now, you'd think from looking at them, these are just completely two different subject matters. No way these ever cross over. There's but so much overlap. You would be fucking wrong. Because they're pretty much the same thing. <laughs> and that's right. It's time for the uh, old-fashioned, the American classic, the American Witty Banner classic, Meddler Magic. I didn't realize that I had a fucking that it was that was a competition episode. I've been kind of relaxing, but oh. second metal and magic comes out. It's time to fucking button up, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's time to get fucking real. And I've been on a roll lately. I used to time to put to... your spurs on and get to the fucking trail. <laughs> I, I usually try to give it a lot of time between metal and magic episodes. You know, because yeah, you, you know, were you were very cautious. You're like, guys, I was like guys, I'm, we played five games. Can, yeah, can I bring <laughs> it, it back? Been enough time? <laughs> Has it been enough time for me to rehash it? And you guys were like, it's okay. Okay, you don't want to devalue. I give yeah, you the official HD appendage thumbs yeah. up. And if you get that, you know it's meddler magic time. So just to kind of reevaluate the rules here a little bit for any new listeners, because I know we reel them in every episode. Uh, meddler magic is a game where I'm going to read you either the flavor text of a magic card, which is essentially a very dorky description of a very... Uh, you know, elaborate fantasy card, right? Or 
I'm going to give you a lyric from a metal song. Mm-hmm. Right? And you got to tell me which one it's from. The way it breaks down is I'm going to hit you guys with seven. The reigning champ, of course, Hunter, will go first, and then the other person will go second. But whoever's in the lead will always be the person that's going first. If we end up is in a Hunter tie... Is Hunter the reigning champ of is he? Metal See, Magic? So Chase won the last Metal or Magic, oh, but I've so won sorry. the last two games. Oh, I apologize. Yeah. It's the reigning champ of Metal or Magic, which means... Chase. It's funny how we we, we, we siphon this one off it's, in its own it's category. A, <laughs> it's not a game. This isn't a it's fucking a category game. of its own. All right, we I'll got a list laughing. of games. It's, yeah, it's not a game. Magic. It's a fucking contest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's right? a battle of will. So I'll give you guys seven, and uh, if it comes down to a uh, lightning round, then after that you'll just be going back and forth without being able to, you know, duplicate each other's answers. You know, you'll each get your own individual one. But you know, it might not even come to that. You know, Chase yeah. is looking pretty good. He listens to a lot of metal music, plays a lot of magic, <laughs> and we'll see. All right. I so withhold any comments yeah. until the end. <laughs> so let's go Cue ahead. the metal. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and we rock. dart this off rock and roll style here. All right, Chase, here is your saying. In the cacophony of hammering flesh... I cannot hear a thing within this prison. In the cacophony of yeah. hammering flesh, I cannot hear a thing in this prison. Within this prison. In the cacophony of hammering flesh, I cannot hear a thing within this prison. That's fucking brutal, dude. That was a brutal song. And in flesh, in cacophony, that's a lot of words I wouldn't expect necessarily to see on a magic card. This sounds pretty. This sounds like death metal to me. It's a metal. So song. I'm gonna have to say metal. Go over here to you, Hunter. Can I? Can you repeat the phrase? In the cacophony of hammering flesh, I cannot hear a thing within this prison. Um. You know, for competitive sake, I'm gonna say it's metal or magic. I'm gonna say it's a magic card. You're just gonna try it. You're just gonna try to, you know, go ahead and just. Split it up. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe it's like a trap card or like a, you know, like a, you know, some sort of like uh Hunter, there's no trap cards in Magic. Well, not yeah, a trap, you're thinking of the wrong fucking but game, kinda, dude. Kind of the, the same thing is like, uh, what is the one that you hate so bad that makes you worthless and you can't do anything? <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> not sure what you're talking about, but you know, Chase knows what he's talking about. Because that's Digital Prison, a song by Full of Hell. Okay. It sounded oh, definitely nice. more metal, but I was just trying to get oh, competitive. Well, thank you there. for just spicing it up. You know? mm-hmm. Which means Chase, you're in the lead. Yeah. All right. You ready for it? <laughs> I, I think, think so. I think he is. I yeah. can't see your face. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it a little more ominous. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly how I want it. You ready for it here? Yeah. It tears the flesh from your bones and swallows the ash with its fiery maw. Also brutal. All right. But? We haven't gotten away from the intensity. Mm-hmm. And flesh was a word that keyed me into metal last time, but I think here, everything around it's soft enough. And we're talking about swall- getting swallowed whole, burned to ash in the maw. I think these are very nerdy words. Yeah. I'm going to lean towards magic on this one. I'm also going to say magic. There's too many dragons. It's got to be a dragon. It's got to be a dragon. 
Well, you guys are wrong about one thing. It's not a dragon, but it is a magic card. Okay. That's the Blazing Hellhound, a creature card. Okay. Chase remains in the lead. <laughs> Two to one. All right, Chase, here you go. A grudge is a tattoo worn on the inside. Hmm, see, <laughs> this is something I could I can see on some fucking shitty buzz band, you know. Mm-hmm. But this also sounds like it could be a. I'm gonna use my lifeline. I would like to know the title of the song or the title of the card. Hunt the hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Hunt the Hunter. A grudge is a tattoo worn on the inside. Yeah. I just don't see enough correlation between those two things to say magic card, so I'm going to have to go with a metal song. Hunter, I'm all over to you. Hunter. Hunt the Hunter. I don't see how Hunt the Hunter could be a magic card. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna also say metal. I'm sorry to have to Keep follow you. Hey, no, go with your heart, even when your heart is wrong. Fuck! Because Hunt <laughs> the Hunter is a sorcery card. Damn it! <laughs> Fuck! Sorry about that. Let's see here. No, you're not. I want to see the art for that. Oh well, yeah, I mean, uh, it was very generic. It's just, uh, it has some shit on it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopeful Eidolon. <laughs> Hopeful Eidolon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even understand the reference. <laughs> oh, I haven't let one of those out in a while. <laughs> oh, I'm as hopeful as an Eidolon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All righty. Too good. So it's 2-1 still? Mm-hmm. Okay. 2-1. You're like almost showing me your your answers. Well, let's go ahead and just keep that right over here. Okay. All right, Chase. We were charmed and fooled by the old serpent's kiss. See? Mm. This is this is almost so dorky that like I wonder if it's a fucking if it's a trap, you know? <laughs> yeah. Was that, did I think too far into it? Kind of thing. Say it one more time. We were charmed and fooled by the old serpent's kiss. Yeah, being fooled, a kiss being the thing. I'm just, I don't want to get, I'm going to go with just guts here and say magic card. God damn it. I want to say the same <laughs> thing, but I can't just keep doing the same thing you're doing. Yeah, but you don't want that lead to just keep yeah, building, but dude. if you get two down, you got to bank on him missing. Or, I mean, maybe you'll catch up in time. Think about that. <laughs> Yeah, but what about that little You have two options here. That's the weird thing. <laughs> you can do one of two different things. And if you pick wrong, it hurts worse. <laughs> I'm going to take my lifeline here. All righty. Battlefield. Okay, that has to be a metal song. Quality use of a lifeline. There you go. One second and everything. We two and two. Game. Woo -woo. And we have three more things left. Plenty okay. of time here for everybody to come up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so is he still going first or me? I'll make you go first. Okay. 
Let's see here. Let me find a good juicy one. Only the void connects me with these mountains of dust, blood, and soil. <laughs> Only God. the void connects me with these mountains of dust, blood, and soil. <laughs> That's fucking sick. Sounds pretty planeswalkery. Yeah. I gotta go magic. I mean, that just sounds like something a planeswalker would say. Is it? Void. <laughs> soil. Yeah, mountains. Mountains. <laughs> connections. Um, yeah, this was a toss-up for me. Yeah. I mean, it's... Two and it's two. cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool <That's> very <laughs> important. <laughs> How I can use that? I'm not sure. I'll say metal song. You gonna go metal song? Well, guys, that is actually the. This is American Idol? What the fuck is this? Fucking A, dude. I think he lost where it is yeah, on the page. I know it. That's a metal song, Chase. Fuck! Ooh. You got it. Ooh. How is that a metal song? By and you know Chase got it because it's a song by Mastodon. Diamond Image. Yeah. yeah, that's it, that's yeah. why. That's yeah. That's exactly <laughs> why. No, no, no. Is it is it off their um their album, what is it? Fucking Capillary uh, Crest or whatever? Well it's, I don't think it was the very last one, but it was the one that came out right before that. Oh, okay. Um It had a Mastodon tinge to it. Three to two. How many are left? Two more? We got two more. Plenty okay. of room, guys. Plenty of room to get all up in here. <laughs> okay. All right? You stick yourself right in. <laughs> Poundable. It fucking hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag poundable. All right, Chase. Here's your, it's a short and sweet one. Make sure you bleed the fine print. Dude, I think I like that's a magic card. Oof. He's pretty confident. Is it the one where it's the guy drawing in blood on it and you yeah. like take two and uh -huh. uh, get two cards? Yeah, um, you you yep, I think we've seen this card, dude. And if this is a metal song, then we're going to look real stupid, but <laughs> cuz that's exactly what I thought too. The second he said it, I thought of that card. I just don't I can't keep following you into nothingness. Um yeah, but do you want that? It'll be lead to if you. Yeah, who knows? Say it one more time. Make sure you bleed the fine print. Uh, it has to be the magic card. <laughs> Blood Scrivener, the creature card. Very right. Okay. I was wondering. That wasn't what the one we were thinking of, though. It was not, no. Oh. <laughs> well, it was still one. Fuck. That's okay. Okay, man. You know man. what? We got one more here. Well, now it's just. You're banking really on Chase just to miss yeah, it. Yeah, so Chase has to miss it. Chase, you ready for this? Yeah, well, Hunter also has to get it. a fucking good one. Well, no, I'm gonna ch I have to pick opposite of you. Yeah, he's just okay. got it. He's, yeah. a, he's a logical thinker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what fucked me the very first time. <laughs> yeah. Man. That's very true. I've learned from your mistakes. <laughs> All right, let's find you a, a, a juicy one. I here. want a nice and juicy M or M. M or M. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what he said. Yeah. 
<laughs> Let's see here. Socket, Trebek. Socket. It seemed an easy thing to step into nothingness, to fall, to die. It seemed an easy thing to step into nothingness, to fall, to die. It sounds too, like, it sounds like it'd make a lame song. Like, it sounds like a emotional little refrain. To fall, to die. Yeah, like, it could be emo, or... And it's, it's generic enough, it's, it's sanitized enough. I'm gonna go with Magic Card. Magic Card. I have to go Metal Song. Guardian of Solitude. Fuck. A creature card. Fuck. <laughs> Chase was oh, just on his game. Yeah, you know. You, you missed yeah. very few. Yeah, that's, that's a tough competition. You're shooting there. threes like Golden State right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took it home. Well done. Job, You're boys. still the fucking mountaintop of the goddamn Metal or Magic. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Good game. Good game. GG's. GG's. all around. <sighs> Let's go ahead and swing on over to the mail corner here. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. It's Dunter's Mail Time. It's it. It's Dunter's Mail Corner now. <laughs> you know what I like about Dunter? What? Very dedicated to the show. Always sends an email. True. But even when we don't get to Dunter's question, still get another question the next still week. Still get another one. Yeah. yeah. So we got double so now. We got, we got a little backlog. <laughs> well, backlog daddy. Well, backlog daddy. By the way, Hunter, you remember that little fucking smiley face sponge you bought for the house? Yeah. Years ago. First of all, I found that in the store the other day. <laughs> Made me laugh. Little little nostalgia. Okay. But the thing is literally called the scrub daddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Fucking scrub daddy. Scrub daddy is awesome. Dude, that was on Shark Tank. The fucking scrub daddy. Yeah, dude. What's so scrub important about the scrub daddy? So it's like if it's if it's put under cold water, then it gets really hard and it can like scrub more intense shit. Oh. But if it's under hot water, it gets nice and softer. So uh, you can do your dishes that are kind of a little cleaner. <laughs> jerk off with it. Yeah, jerk yeah. off to it. In hot water. <laughs> yeah. Scrub daddy. All right. Dunter asks, Chase, your fart story has inspired my next question. What is your second funniest fart story? <laughs> <laughs> says, just kidding. My real question is, have you ever let someone take the blame for something you did? Bye, pizzazz pixies. Dunter, you're not allowed back on my bus, Horset. <laughs> so taking the blame oh, for something man. that you did. Yeah. Somebody took. Oh, you know what? I actually have a really good one for that. And it also involves farting, so that kind of <laughs> makes sense, I guess. <laughs> Even though it was a very short-lived, uh, you know, blame-throwing. <laughs> blame mm -hmm. Me, Cole, Chase, Darian, Chase's mom all went to a ghost concert, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, it's a hot room. It's a condensed <laughs> no, Set the scene it's not for just, us. Set the scene for us. It was not, a hot room. It's not just hot. It's it is like dense. thick and humid. It is full. Full of body heat. <laughs> it's, it's full in this fucking room, right? 
everybody's back together and slammed. And I'm kind of sitting in the back of the group with Cole. <laughs> We're kind of hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like letting these fucking stinkers go. Man. <laughs> Dude, it was one of the most acrid farts. I and think I, I have like fine. They are yeah, putrid. <laughs> <laughs> They're bombs. Yeah, they were seriously bombs. And the whole time <laughs> sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. You have to be there. <laughs> but Chase and Darian and his mom are ripping on this guy in front of him <laughs> because they're like, what the fuck is up with this guy? <laughs> I think at one point, Darian put her shirt over her nose <laughs> during the concert. <laughs> He's, Max is crying for everybody that's listening right now. Dude, if you understood how strong it was this smell so was. Like, it smelled like something died. <laughs> yeah. And we all get in the car, and uh, everybody just starts ripping on this guy. Everybody's like, I think you left. I think you shit his pants. <laughs> yeah, like, we got in the car, and we're like, yeah, cool concert. They played the song, but, dude, that guy's farts. Like, that was the takeaway. It was like we all couldn't wait to get in <laughs> the car and have some farts. quiet time to Ugh. talk about how awful the smell was. So I let it ride, and I planned on just letting it ride forever. But I made the mistake <laughs> of telling my girlfriend, who insisted that she needed to bust into the room later and let everybody know that it was indeed me. Oh, that's fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> to which everybody's response wasn't as much agitation as it was just concern for my well-being. <laughs> They're like, oh shit, all mom, that shit that I just said about yeah, that person now applies to not, Max. Not even that. It was just your mom was just like, dude, you really need to start taking probiotics. <laughs> cleanse up your system. Go to a doctor. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that's, that's my like blame genuine story. genuine concern. Yeah, that was my story. Chase, do you have one? I, dude, I really don't, man. I'm blanking too. I mean, I, the closest that I have is me not giving Max my all in the oh, Guitar dude, Hero that tournament. Was deep. Yeah. Because I saw through your shit, dude. Yeah. We I all was did. calling your shit for years. And that's why I'll never trust you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's why I know in your heart you will always be Max's biggest cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for everyone that was listening, we had a we had a very epic Guitar Hero tournament. We had been training for over a year, I'm sure, at this yeah. point. We were all very <laughs> for this went, one per- to tournament our, in particular to our local GameStop. <laughs> we were we were legends at to this show point. our stuff. We uh, we were all very competitive and and had our own songs that we wanted to, you know, dial in and, and play each other on. And we all had our best songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, this isn't really, it's not really pertaining to the question, but it does go to the idea of like integrity and letting somebody else do something that was in your stead uh, where, you know, I had to go up against Max. It was yeah. the, what, the court, semifinals? Yeah. It was the match to, before to the finals. To see goes into the finals, yeah. To, to go against Fuckface Geoff. Geoff. Uh, Fucking Geoff, dude. And, and Max persisted because I was like, if it was literally any other song in this whole game, Max would destroy me, but he persisted on going to me on my best song. More is kind of like a, I think I fucking beat you anyway. Yeah, and I was nah, like, true competitor, man, true competitor <laughs> for sure. And I was like, okay, 
and I did it, and I didn't feel right. I was like, even if I would have won, I didn't really want to win on winning, on beating my best song or whatever. Because I was like, Max is better than me at this game. And I wanted to see Max in the final kick this kid's ass, because I was like, I'm not going to beat this kid's ass. Mm-hmm. And I just doinked a few. Not I Took wouldn't say fall. I wouldn't say completely on purpose, but let's say I wasn't as zoned in. I, I was about, you know, ninety percent, I think, of what I could have been. Yeah. And Max called me out on it later. And it's it's still a kind of yeah, I mean, it's definitely not integrity, I guess, at that point. Um, but I still don't think it's like a bad cause or a bad thing. Like I still have my reasons and I'm not necessarily like I don't look down on myself now for it. I think if I was if I was in the situation, <laughs> yeah, I think I would yeah. probably go for it, um, just so I could have one thing to just hold Throw over your head. Face. Yeah, like that and E Honda. Like those would be like my two pillars of of gaming existence of against competitive you. Competitive gaming versus me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I let Max go ahead and kind of take the throne on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for uh, for context, I got matched up with Max. Early in the tournament, which would always happen to me at Guitar Hero <laughs> tournaments, and I went for the throat, dude. I went for like a really random song that I was like, you know what? Oh, I can get hundred yeah. percent on this song. Chase tried to, yeah, Chase tried to be me and radiumize. Fucked up, dude. It's like a, a hundred up. notes. <laughs> Play dirty, dude. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I I really wish I could give some sort of good story or something fun for this one, but I really don't have one. Well, I remember being much I remember being on the other side of this. Like when I was in second grade, I had uh, my aunt was over, and like straight up let me take the fall for something. And like while it was happening, I'm like looking at her, like, "Are you gonna fucking <laughs> say anything?" And like later, she pulled me aside and was like, "Look, I know that," and like try to explain it. And even like as a second grader, I like I knew what was up. I was like, "No, that's fucked up, dude." Yeah, well, you know, like, I'm in trouble now. To put that on a second grader, that's super fucked up. Yeah, and then also I remember in like in uh, Mitchell Chase getting blamed for ridiculous bullshit that got him in trouble. Yeah, he had it coming in Mitchell. <laughs> he was laughing too hard at lunch one day, and he had to sit by himself. For like, <laughs> rest of the year <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous literally was like you're laughing too hard you need to come with me and i was like you've got, like and not only like you're making the table laugh too hard you're causing a disruption i was like listen bitch when you come to lunch it's to get your energy he's out. like reading yeah. a, from a joke book and shit i don't know it was funny oh man all right got another question from ben ebig who's been Really supporting the show lately. Yes, Thank sir. You, what businesses do you think have the best customer service? Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Chick-fil-A is pretty high. Chick-fil-A's got to be number one, right? I mean, is there is there another another place? I mean, they're real cool, unless you're gay. That's very true. <laughs> you don't think that they say, thank you, my pleasure, to gay people, too? Not if they got a big old rainbow on them. Yeah. Hmm. Here's your fucking chicken. <laughs> Here's your fucking chicken. <laughs> oh, I think Chick-fil-A's man. a decent answer. I just don't go there enough. Yeah. To, uh, I haven't been there in a while, but when I did. It's pretty noteworthy. It's pretty cool. Um, Man, I don't know. Customer service? I mean, Amazon's pretty fucking YOLO. Pretty perfect. Anything pretty gold that standard. fucking happens. Amazon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what particularly? Amazon. I mean, I feel like I have like zero interaction 
I uh, there's been a few times where I've like ordered something and I never got it, or I sent it to somebody and they never got it. Huh. And like every time that I ever called them, I was just like, uh, this never came. They're just like, okay, what was it? I was like, it's this. And they're like, okay, it just never came there. And I was just like, yeah, it never came there. It's like, oh, sorry. I mean, I guess the mail kind of fucked up or something. We'll send you another one. And I was just like, wow. Oh, that's yeah. fucking hella tight. Thank you so there much. There was uh, when the Nintendo Switch released, everyone had pre ordered it and they were late on a lot of their pre order deliveries. And I didn't care too much. It was like a day or two. But then everyone on the internet was like, yeah, they're like giving away free games and stuff if hmm. you call them. And I was, so I was like, okay. And I hit them up. I was like, yeah, like, uh, my switch was late and it was a big hassle. I'm like, all right, here's fifty bucks. <laughs> he was like, yeah, oh, thank you wow. so much. You're like, I'm sorry. Was it really late? Was it really a big hassle? It was a. It was like a day late. It was a day late, and I was like, I'll <laughs> see if I can get in on this. Damn. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I I wouldn't have thought of Amazon. They're also think. pretty cool about like Amazon like TV, like the Amazon Prime Television stuff, because there's been times where I've like bought episodes of something. And then I was like, well, let me just buy the season. I should have done that at the beginning. And I'll hmm. buy like seven episodes in, and then I'll just buy like the season after that. And then they'll just be like, oh, we noticed that you bought the season, so we'll like refund you for all the episodes that you bought. Hmm. And I was like, well, that was fucking also super That's tight. awesome, man. Yeah. Amazon's good. I actually, I'll shout out uh, Nintendo. I recently had to go through their repair because there was like a defect with the, with the Nintendo switches that came out where the left Joy-Con controller would get desynced from the console and -hmm. stop working. And I got one of these that had this defect and it got like really bad. I called them up and they're like, all right, uh, we're going to print you out a, uh, next day shipping label. Just (laughs) put it in UPS. And within like two days I had my Joy-Con back and I was like, fucking sweet dude. All right. That's pretty clutch. Damn. I'll also say, too, I've been lucky because my dad married a woman whose dad was in the military, and therefore he got USAA insurance, and I got USAA insurance, and they've, cu- they've bailed me out of two situations in the, in the past year, one of which where all my shit was stolen. Nice. nice. That was like $3,000 worth. They just reimbursed all that shit. Basically, if I could just prove that I paid for something of equal value... I just proved that I had just paid for it right after the event. They'd be like, all right, we'll pay for it. So that was cool. Damn. Nice. And then also, um, I got in a wreck on the way to a Christmas party of Mandy's. And my car started fucking pooping out, like, on the freeway. Yeah. And so, like, I took a ramp off and, like, got it over to, like, a, a you know, a gas station or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the next day, like, they, they couldn't do it that night because I didn't realize I needed to keep my keys there. I thought they could have towed it away without my keys, but they were like, no, we need to have your keys here. So the next day, luckily my car was still at the gas station, and they towed it away and, like, um, you know, basically took, took care of all of, the, all of the costs and stuff, and it was just, like, super easy, and they, yeah, I don't know. USA Car Insurance was, like, nice, pretty badass. <laughs> here we are talking about insurance. Hey, right. man, I'm yeah, fucking adult, hey, man. man. I uh, know. That shit's important. Now, we got two more questions. Okay. And, I, and before we go in, I got a question for you guys. Uh-huh. Do you believe in fate? No. <laughs> Not particularly. <laughs> well, how can you explain this? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Here it comes. Because Ben Ebig wants to know, Coke or Pepsi? 
And Dunter Horset wants to know, what's your favorite soda? <laughs> oh, well, so we're about to have a soda talk. Never mind. I do believe in <laughs> in fate now. <laughs> um, yeah, Coke over Pepsi. I'm not a fucking heathen. Oh, Hunter. Because, like, okay. Don't break my heart. <laughs> general circumstances, I'll go Coke. But there are times but, when it's nice. What are nice. the outlying circumstances? Yeah, there are what, times when, when are it's nice bizarre, to mix it up. Yeah. You know, like what I've always said is like. <laughs> the, oh, my God. I love the idea that Hunter's at a fucking soda fountain. He's like, you know what? Variety <laughs> is the spice of life. I'm going to have, have a Pepsi. Have a, <laughs> well, you never get both because you have, you have yeah. establishments that are either Coke establishments or Pepsi establishments. Right. It's very territorial <laughs> up in this bitch. Um. Yeah. But I guess like I wasn't very pro Pepsi until I started working at Grimaldi's. I've said this before. And then I like kind of got into it. I put a little lime in that Pepsi and I'd be like, damn, this is good. And it's usually just like if I can have like a nice cold mug and I haven't had it in a bit, I'm going to go Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's like out of a can or, you know, just your normal circumstance, yeah. I'm going to ask for a Coke. I'm not going to preferably ask for, for a Pepsi. A Pepsi? Yeah. But that's also kind of a cultural thing, too. You don't, like, when you refer to Coke in the South, you're kind of saying, like, even just a soft drink in general. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I would say generally I'm more of a Coke guy. I also like Pepsi. Those are my go-to yeah. sodas. They're not my go-to. What's your favorite soda? I mean, do you have any... Yeah, what's number one? Curveball sodas that, like, you walk into a store and it's like, oh, shit, they got one of these? I'm buying it. Yeah. See, like, it used to be RC until I realized, like, it's not as good as I thought it was growing up. <laughs> RC definitely is a healthy dose of nostalgia with yeah, every sip. Yeah, more so than anything. Um, yeah. You know, I was never, like, your Mr. Pib guy. I was never, like, your, what is it, like, Splurge or whatever the fucking green one was. Oh. No. no, you're talking about Surge, Surge, which was the like first energy drink. Yeah, and then that, and then like Mountain Dew. Like I never really got into all those. Sprite just doesn't hit the spot. Seven Up doesn't hit the spot. I'm not a Sprite guy. Um, yeah, I mean Coke is what I order if I'm gonna get a soft drink, but that's not like my favorite drink. Well, I mean, out of sodas though. Out of sodas, that is my go-to. Yeah. Favorite drink is chocolate milk. <laughs> just gotta throw what that the out there. Fuck? <laughs> Don't what the he's, fuck? He's gotta me? let people know. So if a chocolate milk soda comes out, uh, no, you're not gonna try that. <laughs> Carbonated milk. What no. about like a? So like, are you a huge fan of like floats? Of like what? Of a float, like a a float. Yeah, you you would. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about floats? Like a you're trying to tell me you ain't gonna have a fucking float, boy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I don't you're know what you're get getting at. Diner? Are you saying like a, a chocolate milk Coke float? Yeah, why not? Like uh, a chocolate ice cream Coke float? If you made it and it looked appetizing, I would definitely try it. I'm gonna bring I one just over can't next promise time. I'd like it. That might be Coke, the, uh, Coke and soda seems milk. strange. Yeah, chocolate milk is awesome. So. Dude, fuck off if you don't I'm not like just saying milk. it's perfect. Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's perfect. It's milk exactly guy. what I... I can see that. Okay. Yeah. So what about you, Chase? You don't really drink sodas that DC, much. DC, dude. Do, he's the DC man. He loves the Diet Coke. I mean, dude, I was literally brought up with Diet Coke in the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, I can't tell you if it tastes better than anything, because I just know that my body wants it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still ever drinking DC? I mean, I don't drink it very often anymore but if i'm gonna be it's like i gotta probably be at a restaurant uh-huh. and it's probably me not ordering an alcoholic beverage then yeah i'm gonna get a diet coke i mean like <laughs> i used to 
go to specific. I used to like it would be a part of the calculus of how much I liked a restaurant <laughs> on depending on how good their Diet Coke was. <laughs> yeah, because they have what? different they have different varying formulas yeah, of Diet Coke out there. Here? <laughs> oh man. I mean, I just I think Diet Coke is the shit. I realize it gives you cancer, you know, whatever. <laughs> what doesn't nowadays? Worth it. I will also, this Crisper. took me a while to come, yeah. <laughs> this took me a while to come around on, and I, it really started happening towards the tail end of my career at the hub, mm-hmm. but uh, Mexican Coke, dude. Yeah, Mexican, Mexican Coke's, Coke's really good. Fucking and solid. Yeah. I used to make Mexican Coke kind of a ritual thing when we'd go to Tyson's and yep. get my Tyson's tacos and a, in a Mexican Coke. For sure. So, For sure. Mm, that sounds just drink it I can't, out of a bottle, man. It's just it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I because I can't really think of any like fun novelty sodas that I like. So yeah, I mean I gotta agree, man. Fucking Mexican Coke is delicious. Shoutouts to Vanilla Coke. I've always been a vanilla really? guy. Hmm. And special shout out to Manzanita Soul, a very delicious apple soda hmm. that you can find at your local grocer. No, Sounds like, cool. Go check it out. No, like Fanta drinkers here. No, Fanta's no, fucking gross. No, like, uh, see, like Mandy's Dr. Pepper, and it drives me up a wall. I can fuck with Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper's all Dr. right. Dr. Pepper's definitely my third or fourth choice. That's still pretty I mean, high up, it, given how it, many it, sodas it, are in the world. At one point in time, like, advertise itself as being, like, this sort of, like, sweet cupcake of a drink. And I think that makes sense. I think it is sort of, like, a sweeter treat it's three more grams than your can of coke that's true what it's 42 grams of sugar oh yeah it's outrageous how much sugar is in one 39 grams in a can of coke but 42 in dr pepper not bad (laughs) not bad only half Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) you used to be a huge fucking coke zero guy well, I used to get into it. I used to fucks with it. Yeah, I fucking yeah, I mean, I, it was like know, if I'm gonna I do something days. that's you know no sugar, that's a pretty decent, pretty decent because it's not diet coke. It's better than diet coke. I'll tell you that. That's I don't know, man. I've I've heard that like it's literally the same exact thing but in the same can. And the reason you're gonna is, say is marketing. it's the same. Product Everybody says that it's a just a marketing can. thing. That it's like a more approachable, like masculine form of. Uh, masculine is right. If anything, Hunter, <laughs> Hunter needs that extra push. Hunter needs. Oh yeah, he's trying to compensate <laughs> for something. <laughs> is that why I pick guns and oil? Guns and oil. Yeah, ain't nothing compensating about this beer, or maybe I don't know. Speaking of which, what's yeah? What are our last yeah, numbers going to be? Yeah, we. These are the numbers that the people are going to remember us forever. This wasn't the best to leave yeah, it on. This is, yes. Might be a little bit low scoring. <laughs> well, we, you know, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, put you guys in any position to I know. score like me. So just go. I know what Throw I. I there. know what I was gonna choose since since I've uh, since you took a few your first steps sip? in. Yeah, yeah. this one gets a five for me. Damn, it's a scrimshaw. Yeah, it's it is a scrimshaw. It's just above mediocre. Yeah. Um, and yeah, not much. I guess it's just, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of malt. There's just, like, very little character, very little flavor to draw upon it. I mean, yeah, lagers are supposed to be a little bit simpler and um, easier to, to take down, but it's just, it's not complex. It's not, it's not like, a, a joyride of any sort. You're not, I'm not getting anything interesting from it. It's just very... Average at best is what I would say for it. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna bump it up a bit. I'm gonna do six point five. <laughs> I think I think this beer, like as a lager, uh, like light beers in general, can just have that funky taste where you're like, "Fuck, man, I'm I'm drinking a Bud <laughs> Bud Light," you know, or like, mm-hmm. or you know, or like a Pacifico or something. This doesn't have any sort of funk to it. Like, there's nothing in it that makes me disagree with it. I just do find it very bland, but it is very drinkable, and I think it's really all a lager is trying to go for. But it's got like a starchiness to its taste that I really don't enjoy, um, and I don't like the color of it. Uh, so I just I just don't think there's much there, and um, you know it's not bad. It's just not much. Okay. Yeah, I'll kind of cut the difference a little bit. I'll give it a five point five. Just because I do know that I'm being judgy, because hey we, man, you're on a modified scale from we us. We try, yeah, it's true. We try, like you know, we tend to branch out with the beers that we try, and we end up getting some of these really like gold mine beers on the show, and just if not even gold mines, at least ones that are like textured and layered that you can break down, and. I just can't do anything with this beer, and I understand that it's a lager and it's supposed to be easily drinkable, but I've had other lagers before, and I could talk about them, and I could break them down at least even a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, kudos. You know, 10 <laughs> out of fucking 10 on the fucking chug a On the poundable. That is hashtag By the way, I looked up hashtag poundable in the halftime. Yeah. It's totally hijacked. There's not a single hash <laughs> tweet on there oh, about this beer. Nobody's talking. Nobody's Sounds like it's up room Poundable. for a witty banner to, to uh, take that To spot. take it We're over? To steal it. To usurp their throne? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, hit it with that 5.5. Yeah. Okay. Stern but fair. <laughs> well, look, um, before we, we leave, I'll reiterate that we're changing up the show uh, and how it and what the structure is. And if you want to leave any feedback on maybe where you'd want to see the show go, like what you like to hear us talk about, um, what segments are your favorites, what games are your favorites, or just maybe what you'd want to see us do that we haven't done, please send that to us because we'll definitely incorporate it. Just go to wittybantershow.com and click email us, or you can email us directly, which is wittybantershow at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll start a vote for uh, who gets kicked off the show, and you'll just go ahead (laughs) and put that on Twitter. And we'll end in three episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're still listening at this point, then you're the exact kind of person that we want to hear the kind of shit that you like, and um, we're very open. We're trying, we we really want to make it a different lear- listening experience, so we are definitely soliciting and uh, and heavily considering other ideas, so mm-hmm. speak your mind. Definitely agree. Uh, so from all of us here at Witty Banter, a kudos, good night, adios. Adieu. A Jew, please, yeah, you know, follow us at Bodacious Chase for Chase, at Probably Max for Max, at Witty Banter Show for the show, WittyBanterShow.com. Like you said, you can go there, listen to all of our episodes, fucking email us. We'd love to hear from you. But for now, goodbye, farewell. Pero Pepo. Pepo. Adventure.